0: Welcome to Stoop Zen. Stoop Zen is a series of Dharma talks by Anthony Osler, Dai Chong Osho, the guiding teacher at Poplar Grove Zendo in South Africa, and a former Zen monk. The talks draw from traditional Zen teachings and koans, to make them relevant wherever we live and whatever life we lead. If you feel inspired by these teachings and would like to make an offering to support Stup you can go to our website, stupzen.co.za, to find out how. In a piece of work that comes from uh, the San uh, tradition, the fragments that we have, Uh, there's a bushman saying, I am the meerkat, I have no tears, only my thinking strings. I am the meerkat, I have no tears, only my thinking strings. Most of you will know what a meerkat is, that it's a, a small creature like a ground squirrel, mongoose, uh, that can stand uh, on its hind legs for hours at a time, uh, looking rather anxiously around it. and. In this particular extract, it it not only is part of how a very simple outlook in the world is deeply connected with every animal, rock, and tree around it, but it also, interestingly, points to a sense that if we cannot cry uh, we have only our thinking left and uh, if I can just move, move on with that image there's some sense that if we are if our primary mode of being alive is through our thinking through our uh, through our, our strong identification with our self and what we think what we feel then somehow our connectedness with the world is is not as clear that somehow it stands in the way of our tears our genuineness our uh, transparency to the world This leads to a particular kind of suffering, a sense of of alienation, of distance, uh, of not being uh, despite the invitation of not actually being able to to attend the party. And this is one of the ways that the uh, The Buddhist tradition is is referred to as suffering or discontent or separateness, sense of separateness. And in the uh, Chan or Zen tradition, particularly from the the Taoist parentage, um, there's a sense that the more we hold on to our thinking And consider that uh, uh, to be the 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 doorway into the world, as it were. Um, That the more we do that, we more we consider ourselves to be separate, and we miss out on the richness of of our intimacy with other people with trees, birds, skies, and rocks, streets, buildings, and uh, perhaps even with uh, our own life itself. And when I was thinking about this I I remembered a, a, a lovely um, American a poet by the name of E.E. Cummings, and I went and um, looked for his, his words, and, and here's one of them. While you and I have lips to kiss with, and voices to sing with, and eyes to cry with, Who cares if some one-eyed son of a bitch has invented an instrument to measure spring with? While you and I have lips to kiss with and voices to sing with and eyes to cry with, who cares if some one-eyed son of a bitch has invented an instrument to measure spring with? when i was a a teacher of young children and uh, the day was a bit uh, dark i would read to them from e e cummings uh, to cheer us all up and one of the forms of suffering that has been uh, part of our discussion recently uh, and remains so, is, is conflict elsewhere and our sense that we are unable to help as we would like to and our own suffering and discomfort and uh, sorrow that, that arises out of that. There's a koan in the Japanese Zen tradition about walking along the bank of a river. The the river is wide and fast flowing. You are far from town. There is no such thing as... internet connection or telephone or telegram. And on the far bank of the river two people are fighting. Two people are fighting fiercely. You can see it but you can't get them to hear you. You can't reach them you can't swim across to them. You can't dash back to town. You can't haul out your cell phone and call 911 or whatever the South African equivalent is. And there you are. The suffering, while it looks distant, distant and is, in a sense, distant, it's also Part of your life. What will you do? What will you do? And of course, it's not only uh, people fighting that the koan refers to, it refers to people who are, are suffering deeply, who are unwell when conflict some kind, uh, that we, we can't quite touch but that it somehow touches us or we can't quite reach but it reaches us and becomes uh, our life. And when we look at this poem on retreat, as as we sometimes do uh, together, it's clear that this affects us deeply, and that our frustration and sorrow at not being able to to help uh, in the way that we would like to... um, becomes part of our suffering and whatever the conflict or ill health or struggle may be that this is added to our uh, there's an additional suffering that we have so what are we going to do with that? And as we uh, consider that, it seems to, or it appears clearly that this sorrow that we feel so deeply has to be uh, integrated into our life and taken into us, as much as the blue sky or the, the, the sweet singing birds, that situation as it is, is taken into our life in such a way that even though we cannot save people from the kind of suffering that we would like to save them from it becomes precious in our life in a way that as we walk on into new situations we we are more ready to meet the world in a way that is uh, in a way that is, is complete that somehow that very situation in which we struggled with our powerlessness and helplessness enables us to be more compassionate w- when we are able to be And that that is the gift that powerlessness gives us. It's not something that we um, articulated at the time, probably. But when there's struggle, when there is uh, ill health, when there is Sadness, and we are unable to to be with that in the, the way we may have hoped. That has been the gift, and it's our practice to to make sure that we receive that gift with with open arms and open heart so that we can take that into the world with us and uh, return the gift The situations will change. Sometimes we cannot take suffering away from others. Sometimes we can in different ways. But our practice remains constant. Our practice is to allow the world. in, to let the world touch us, to attain that crucial sense that this world and I are one piece whether it's the blue sky, whether it's children laughing in the playground whether it's friends who are unwell, whether it's relentless uh, violence. Our practice remains the same. We don't get to pick and choose. Whatever we meet is us. and the question then is how will i use it in in my life today tomorrow with whoever i'm with in whatever situation uh, There's a a koan that we've been looking at this last week from the Book of Serenity, uh, Case 4. It's a a collection of koans that some of you will will know about. And uh, Case 4 is called The World Honoured One Points to the Ground is a brilliant title on its own, Uh, the world-honoured one being uh, the the mythological uh, Buddha um, and and a a sense uh, that the Buddha in pointing to the ground, or at least this is how the koan goes, the Buddha the world-honored one, points to the ground and says, this is a good place to build a sanctuary. And Indra, who's the the chief god uh, in that story, takes a piece of grass and just plants it in the earth and says, sanctuary is already built. So we... We take the sheer ordinariness of our life, whatever it is, and right there is the sanctuary, the temple, the the sacred space, the holy moment. And in the story uh, there's the planting of the grass, the sheer uh, ordinariness again uh, of uh, the red dust at our feet and the grass that grows there, that that's uh, the sanctuary. But of course a, a consideration of the koan in the light of our practice, is that it's, it's not a, a rustic kind of fantasy that we're living. It's wherever we find ourselves, whether the red dust or the gray pavement, whether it's a palace or a farm, or a 17th story, apartment, or a shack, or a boat, wherever we are is uh, the place where the sanctuary already is. It's not even that we have to uh, build it. It's that if we open our eyes, it has, it is already built, and it's there we do our practice. There we become our practice. It's there where we meet the source of our practice, and that remains the case whatever the condition of our life and situation of our life and circumstances of our life I'm going to finish with um, a piece I wrote I've made it a little project um, to to write something for every Zoom and uh, I'd, I'd like to end with that I shave my head for the children of Palestine I sweep the leaves in the old Jewish cemetery My wife wraps gifts for Christmas at the old age home. Our daughter washes the dishes from last night. The stockman rides out to gather sheep and check the windmills. And at the felt fire on Christmas Eve, the farmers gather with their water pumps and paper hats, all a little drunk still from their family dinner. The Bodhisattva of compassion has 84,000 hands. Which of them is yours? Thank you so much.